Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. With a disgusting season-opening loss that the Chicago Bears experienced in Week 1, it left a lot of Bears fans having tons of questions about the roster, about the coaching staff, heck, even about the front office and the ownership. We're going to talk about some of those questions on today's episode and dive into the mailbag because you guys have been going off since Sunday. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes, holding it down for C-Dub and Bobby. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. That being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And I want to start this off before we go into the mailbag because we have over 20 voicemails just since Sunday. So I'm going to start trying to clear the voicemail bag because I'm sure it's going to be more there between now and Friday and Saturday's mailbag episodes. But there's a lot of questions right now with the Chicago Bears outside of, you know, the usual questions about the roster, the questions about Justin Fields, which I don't want to overlook, but questions about the coaching staff. And that is one of the most important, right, questions to be asked, because if you have the wrong coaching staff, regardless of how good or how solid you feel you built your roster, is that that if you have issues with your coaching, it's going to always be an issue, right? And one of the things I said over on a stream I did for Bleacher Report yesterday is I said that the the Ryan Poles went out and got guys to fit this scheme, right? But you have to ask yourself, if the scheme is faulty, how much is that how much struggle is that going to bring to the team? And while no, everything is not on coaching staff, everything's not on Justin Fields, everything ain't on the offensive line, everything ain't on the defense. It's a little bit of blame goes around to everyone. But you do have to start asking some of these questions that we're going to ask today. And the first one that we have to ask is is the coaching staff in its entirety on the hot seat? And should it be on the hot seat? Now, it's been one game, right, for this season. But also when you look at the 3-14 and 14 season last year, and while the Bears, yes, they were trying to tank to get that number one overall pick, and I understand that there, you have to ask yourself, if the struggles continue for the Chicago Bears, is there a realistic scenario in which the coaching staff becomes on the hot seat, whether it's all of it, whether it's pieces of it, right? And specifically, I'm looking at the offensive coordinators. I like Matt Eberflus. Uh, I like, I, and maybe I'm just the personality and I'm a little bit blinded by that. And I can admit if that's the case, right? Because at the end of the day, it's Matt Eberflus who was, it's his team. He was outcoached. They were outplayed. And, and they just, the Green Bay Packers had the edge that it just didn't, right? It, the, 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 the Bears just did not have that. And so, you know, when you give Matt Eberflus the guys that are supposed to execute his system and you start off the season like that, 
If that continues, you absolutely have to look at the head coach in some shape, form, or fashion. I think it's way too early to say that as of right now, but I do think you can start looking at it because the shit flows down the hill. And at some point, you have to look at your offensive coordinators. Best believe if the Bears suffer another long losing season, Somebody's head has to roll. And if it's not Matt Eberflus, it's not going to be Ryan Poles, not yet, and it shouldn't be. The coordinators, you definitely have to start looking at. And then you have to start asking yourself, is Luke Getze the right offensive coordinator for Justin Fields and for this offense, right? I said it. We've talked about it a little bit in the postgame show. Fact of the matter is this. The Bears didn't go down the field. The, the play calling left a lot to be desired. Now, if your play calling is so terrible because you're trying to protect the weaknesses of your quarterback, all right, that's a different conversation. But if you as an offensive coordinator just lack the originality to be able to to make a formidable offensive offensive play calling at the NFL level, at some point you have to ask yourself that question. And so with a quarterback like Justin Fields that does have his limitations, we'll see how well he's able to come out of that over his career. But for that, you have to start looking at the offensive coordinator in Luke Getzey. And that play calling was absolutely atrocious yesterday. Hey, parts of this team didn't do any. The offensive line absolutely showed the fact that they did not have any continuity. Matt Eberflus talked a lot about that in training camp, is that the importance of continuity and how, you know, having so many of the offensive linemen out with injury. Nate Davis never practiced, right? Davis not practicing. Davis should be his name at this point in time. The lack of continuity on that offensive line, it reared its ugly head a lot in Sunday's game. But then you also have to ask yourself, though, outside of all that, why the underutilization of DJ Moore? Can you utilize this player that was so heralded and, and that, that we know he's the weapon that we, this offense needs? Can you utilize him better? Because the two targets, that ain't going to keep. That, and it wasn't the Green Bay Packers defense just keeping DJ Moore out of the game. Let's not even try to make that excuse or that argument because it was not that. That's another question for the Chicago Bears team. And then Chase Claypool. Does Chase Claypool even like playing football? Does Chase Claypool understand how big he is? Does Chase Claypool understand... How to, how to close out a simple block. Because I tell you what, I watched a lot of the tape, not just highlights, the tape, which are different things. And Chase Claypool, I watched about 90% of his snaps and what he did out there. And while some of it was okay, there was a lot of bad, a lot of bad. And you got to start questioning yourself. All that, that we've heard about Chase Claypool in this offseason, about the lack of motor, the lack of desire, is that real, right? That's a, a legitimate question coming for this team out of week one of this of, of this season. So overall, listen, it's one game. Hopefully this game is not indicative of the full season for the Chicago Bears. It could be, but let's hope that it's not. Um, but, you know, you have your defense that failed. You have your offense that failed. You have your special teams. I guess that didn't fail because Cario Santos got two field goals. But we need to work on every aspect of the game. We have to be a much more prepared team, a way, well, way better coach team as well on top of all of that if we're going to want to get in the win column next week because I tell you what, it ain't getting no easier against the Green against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But all right, let's go ahead and get into the voicemail. We got five voicemails today out of like twenty five in the mailbag. Let's go to yeah, play the I've first one. I've been watching the Bears game against Green Bay, and my comment is, you know what? It's some coaches, man. Them guys can't coach. The Bears just not spending money on getting good, good quality coaches. Keep getting all these people like you were. And then with the same momentum, don't make sense to spend all that money, get all this hype, then they look worse than what they did last year. Then you need to tell them, people, that the people is just tired of it. Make them aware of how the people feel and tell them it's the coaches. Tell them coaches to just get out the way 
The fellow owner has some good, good, good coaches, man, people who can coach. Yeah, my comment is Justin Fields is a good quarterback. He's okay, but you know what? Justin ain't no quarterback, man. That's what he wants to play, but Justin is not a quarterback. He can play quarterback. He can probably play wide receiver. He can probably play defense. He can probably do a lot of things, but one thing he ain't, he's not an orientated quarterback. And I wouldn't play him no more unless he's a backup. You need to put that boy Tyson Badger in. You just love This a thought because he's more of a stand-in than he delivers his passes downfield, and they get caught. They move the ball. Justin just just don't have it as a quarterback. He wants to run too much, and he can't read defense. He's a good athlete, but that's his problem. The boy just can't read defense. And he's not going to win nothing with him as a quarterback. He might win some games, but he's a backup. Well, he might be a good wide receiver. But other than that, Justin is not a quarterback. Tyson Bajan is more of a Tom Brady, Brock Purdy, big dude, strong, good arm. He hangs in there and reads pocket, and he can get 15 and 20 yards throwing downfield. Fields just can't do that. This guy, Tyson Bajan, can do that on a consistent basis. So you need to make them coaches aware. It's just a thought. Maybe they could need to consider a quarterback train. At least track. Please make them aware of that. All right. Uh, you never leave your name, but I, I know you pop up, and you've had problems with this coaching staff. And here's the thing. When when the when the game is coached like it was, I mean, it's hard for me. You, you can't defend it. There's no way that I can realistically or reasonably at all defend this coaching staff in the game that we had last. We It, it just – it was bad. It was bad. And you saying that it was com- – it was bad. It's, it is what it is. Like, the coaching staff needs to improve. The coaching staff has to have this team better, well-prepared. Heads are going to have to roll at some point in time. If, if if this team continues to be the struggle and, and play calling continues to be the one on the offense or defensive side, Allen Williams and Luke Getze may get their walking papers because guess what? It, 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 Matt Eberflus ain't going to want it to be him. So he's going to have to take a look at that when it's all said and done. So, you know, we'll see. Now, as far as your comments about Justin Fields not being a quarterback, here's what I say. Like, like much I say, like with the positions in the NBA, like, it's changing. He's not the in-the-pocket quarterback that's just going to stand back there, call a bunch of audibles, and never move. He's going to look to make plays with his legs, especially when he when the offensive line isn't supporting him well. That is going to be his instinct, and unfortunately, we've made that even worse with the fact that since Justin has been here, he's been running for his life because the offensive line has not protected him. Now, that's not blaming the offensive line completely on Justin Field's shortcomings. Not at all. He has a lot of work that he needs to do as well getting the ball out quicker. But I tell you what, when it's screen plays and the defense has seen the same play, this variation of the same play 10 times in a game, it's difficult to do that as well. But Justin Fields has these things that he absolutely needs to grow and develop on as well. And let's hope that we start seeing that the rest of the season for Justin Fields. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. We're going to go ahead and play that one now. Hey, this is Dr. Nanavati. Listen, you guys, I told you you were overconfident. You knew, I told you, Green Bay would be ready. And Jordan Love looks phenomenal. The Bears are not one player away, clearly. Six penalties and adding up. We're not even done with the game yet. There's inability of an offensive line to protect Justin Fields. I mean, he doesn't even have two seconds before he's sacked. Moreover, Justin is holding the ball too long. I mean, I've noticed he's been holding the ball five to six seconds. Now, after last year, 
and the abysmal performance, he should have learned to adjust and throw the ball in one or two seconds like the other quarterbacks are doing in the league. So, yeah, I got to fault Justin Fields on this one. I mean, he should have been able to adjust at this point. He knew that the offensive line was not ready. Not only that, you've got multi-million dollar interior linemen and edge linebackers that have clearly clearly underperformed. I have to tell you that it's not just the players. It's the coaching as well. I mean, Getsy, I'm sorry, his tenure may be coming to an end very shortly if he doesn't reverse this. Just using Justin to run to get out of the get out of a bad plays is not enough. You've got to give him time to throw the ball and Justin's got to clearly cut down his time that he holds onto the ball. Thank you so much. You guys are great and keep it up. Thank you so much. Keep up the great content. I love to hear you guys. Uh, I'm on I'm on all the time. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. All right. So the O-line. O-line was bad. O-line was terrible. Now, I did watch every possession. And Darnell Wright, for example, a rookie that I kind of I kind of was harsh on after the game. Um, it wasn't as bad as what I said. He did absolutely have some bad, bad, some terrible, downright terrible possessions. But there were some good in there as well that I had to really watch the tape to really kind of understand that. Say goodbye your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It wasn't all bad. Now, Braxton Jones was bad. Braxton Jones was the worst offensive lineman by far that we had in the game. Between the penalties and everything else, it was terrible. It was bad. It was ugly. It was down, downright disgusting from Braxton Jones, who a player that you expect coming into their second year to just be a little bit more together. And we didn't have that. And that that is a big sign for concern. And, you know, again, it's one game. I want to keep everything that I say is with the caveat that it's one game. And I know as fans that love this team, we're going to make knee-jerk reactions based on it's one game. Now, if we see it again next week, then it gets a little bit worse. If we see it again for three weeks in a row, it gets a little bit worse. But, like, it's been one game, and we knew this team, and I, and I said it. Go back and look. In my preseason prediction, I said that I think this season may start off a little rocky for the Chicago Bears. Now, in the excitement of everything, I changed that initial, initial prediction. But that was where I was initially, and this team may continue to struggle for a little bit there. But if they come out of it, that's the biggest thing. The early struggles, if you come out of it and you play better to finish the season, not to finish, but in the, in the latter half of the season, you just maybe you have a rough, rough, rough first month, it's cool, right? In a degree, right? But this team needs to start showing signs of improving some of this bullshit because, hey, listen, I, I mean, I hate to say this, admit it, and you're right in that. The Green Bay Packers were just more prepared. It just is what it is. They were just more prepared, and Jordan Love looked like a poised, seasoned quarterback out there with the way he was able to pick apart that zone defense. Now, he still had some mistakes, some overthrown balls and things like that that we saw, but overall, you can't argue with results and three touchdowns. Jordan Love got the results. Justin Fields didn't. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Wolf. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Pardon me, man. I'm off this douce right now, so if my language is vulgar, I apologize in advance. Cognac, boys. With that being said, it's Wolf calling, formerly known as Mr. 470. I'm in Chicago now, so I got a 773 area code. But besides the fact, man, I feel so let down after today. I spent all offseason looking forward to this game. I watch y'all podcast every fucking day. 
I watch Bears information every day. I just spent over $250 on sports bets today on this Bear game. And I just feel so let down, like I was part of the team today. I've been saying this for the last about three weeks now. I don't think Eberflus is the guy. Um, after what I've seen and what I've seen during preseason, I really feel like the Bears dropped the ball not hiring Eric Bieniemy or Brian Dable. Eberflus, for whatever reason, is a defensive coach, and our defense just continuously gets cooked. We just gave up 38 points on a first-time starting quarterback. It looked good at the beginning, but Eddie Jackson was getting his ass cooked. I know he probably knocking off some rust and he sat down for a while, but Eddie Jackson was getting cooked. Eberflus, he gonna fuck around and get fired after this season if he don't get this shit together. For real. We could have had Brian fucking Dable as our coach. You seen what he did with Daniel Jones last year and took the Giants to the playoffs? You can't tell me Justin Fields doesn't have more talent than Daniel Jones. Like, there's no excuses no more. We didn't went and did everything Ryan Poles was supposed to do to better the offense. The O-line still looked trash. It did. Mainly, I think Tevin Jenkins is part of that. He's our best offensive lineman, but this man just can't stay healthy. <sighs> man, man, man. I just, I just feel so let down. Like, Watching this game today just made me not even want to watch the Buccaneers game next week. Like, Luke Getzey, what type of shit was that? I can't even blame Luke, though, man. We we ain't got the right coach for Justin Fields. That's what it comes down to. We see how the NFL is progressing, and the Bears still want to go old-fashioned 85 Bears style with fucking defense. This shit was a fucking joke. A fucking joke. It's been three minutes, so I know this shit's going to cut off, but God damn. Is Eberflus not the guy? I mean... That's a question that, unfortunately, we're going to have to start asking ourselves if this continues to be the struggle, right? Um, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I can't get a vibe for, for Ryan Poles and, like, how much leeway or how long he'd give a coach to try to work it out. But, like, I think, like I said earlier, like, you gave the guy the players that are supposed to fit his scheme. And if you can't find success in that, when I've gone out and given you, getting you the players that you need, that you wanted for this scheme, and you're not having success at that point, and it's a struggle and we're – Gonna have like then you have to start looking at it. So I, I don't think that decision is made this season. I don't know if the Bears are bad enough this season overall to where they would fire. Lou, I mean, uh, not Luke Getzey, Matt Eberflus right away. But like I said in, in, earlier in my pre-recorded part, like Luke Getzey, Allen Williams, they definitely got to start looking and being and wondering. Hey man, <laughs> maybe we need to start looking for other positions. But all right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Fred. Hey, what's up, man? What's going on? Man, I'm so disappointed right now about this Bears game, man. They let these cheesehead motherfuckers come into their stadium and just dog walk them. It's like every time they play Green Bay, they put their panties on. They've been talking all this shit. Like, Lou Gassi, you got to go, bro. You and Alan Wills, y'all are the, the, the fucking weakest link. Because ain't no way in hell y'all should, you should have been calling fucking screams all day. Alan Williams, I did not see not a blitz come from you. Where, where was the blitzes at? Come on, man. We 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 spent money in the offseason. Man, if they don't have, have their shit together and they go play Tampa Bay and they let Faker, yeah, Faker, I call him Faker. Faker Mayfield have a good game on their ass. We got to fire their ass. Ain't no way to week four, none of that shit. Let's fire their ass. If y'all say y'all set the training wheels on Justin Fields, he got full control of the offense. It didn't look like he did. And, and Braxton Jones, we're not going to go through this again, man, because I swear, we got two first-round picks, and we if we got to drop a left tackle, then we can do that. But 
Let Jatari Carter start at that guard, man, and move Cody Whitehead back to center. Because Cody was getting his ass blown up. Like, they got to get this shit together, man. They're they going to they gonna start making me call the other name that I, I normally call them, though. But I know it's week one. They got to get that shit together. Allen Williams, Lou Gassie, y'all ass going to be fine. But until then, Chicago up, bear down, or nothing. Let it out, Fred, bro. All I can say is, man, I'm right there with you. This was a struggle, bro. This was a disgusting loss by a team that, you know, we wanted to see better at. They We let Green Bay march in and completely pull our pants down and keep it moving, bro. And then as far as with with uh, Mayfield and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hey, listen, we can call them names all we want. But if we don't, if we if they catch us lacking, it's going to be a long night for, for Bears fans and those Bears players because that Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense ain't giving up nothing easy, right? Baker Mayfield, as much as you, as much as we can talk about him, he ain't gonna come in and not make, not, not try, right? And he's gotten paid. So overall, I will say this: like it could be a very, very long night for the Chicago Bears if they, if the coaching isn't better, if the execution isn't better, if they don't come in prepared to just play a better brand of, ba- of basketball, football. That's what we need to see from the Chicago Bears next week. But all right, let's get into the last voicemail. This one's from Barry. Hey, it's Bobby Steedup. Hey, it's Barry here. Okay, fellas, so all offseason, you know, I like to be the fun hype guy and everything, but, you know, now we're going to be a little more serious after that fucking soul-sucking loss. So, first things first, does anybody feel like we were outmanned in that game? Because I sure as shit don't. I mean, the Bears should have had the lead at halftime. They should have gone up at least, at least 13, to, uh, sorry, fucking, uh, you know, they should have had at least a tie. They should have been 10-10, bare minimum. They gifted them that first touchdown. They were locking down the weasel. Everything was fine. Then after halftime, the Bears simply got out coached. The Packers, they made adjustments. The the Frenchman, he you know, hats off to him. He made adjustments, and Eva Foose and the coaching staff didn't. And the most fucking disheartening thing is in the press uh, conference afterwards, Eva Foose took zero fucking accountability. But, he, he, you know, spread the blame around. Of course, the penalties, well, guess what? The penalties are a reflection of the coaching. And, you know, Patrick looked like a fucking disaster at center. The whole offensive line was out of sync, didn't give Fields a lot of time. And you know what? Fields does share some blame here. He didn't get the ball downfield. What are they doing down three scores and you're fucking running the ball on first and second down? Just everything was questionable from the coaching staff, fellas. To me, Getsy, Allen Williams, they're all on the fucking hot seat, including Bruce. Bruce needs to take over defensive play calling effective immediately if he wants to keep his fucking job. So, fellas... I say the the good news is the Bears were not out, man. This is purely a reflection of the coaching. And you know what? When we come out to Tampa Bay next weekend, how this team responds and the energy they play with, because that second half they played uninspired. The second half, how they come out next weekend in Tampa Bay, is going to tell us everything we need to know about this fucking team. And they need to get DJ Moore more fucking involved. Because that guy, at least throw it up. Let him win a contested catch. The guy's a fucking animal. Let him go be an animal. So, fellas, that's all I got for you. And, you know, as soul-sucking as this may be, Chicago up, but bear the fuck down. First of all, the fact that y'all deflated Barry says enough. The fact that Barry does not have his usual brand of humor, his energy, and all things like that, they've killed the spirits of my guy, Barry, man. I don't like that. But when it comes down to it with this, man, um, listen, all Bears fans have the right to feel deflated right now. And Matt Eberflus's post-game press conference, I looked at that and I was literally like, man, what are you talking about, bro? Like, don't get me wrong. He said the things he said were right. But as far as, like, talking about, oh, we were confident in this and we did this well and we feel like they, 
I guess in, in minuscule, right? But, like, overall, you guys weren't prepared, and it showed. They, the Green Bay Packers came in here with a much better game plan and a much better execution, and they just they murdered it. At, at, on at Soldier Field at that, man. That's what makes it so disgusting. It didn't happen at Lambeau. It happened at Soldier Field. So, yeah, this team, they, they got a lot of things they need to work on, and I'm glad that, you know, I wanted this episode to be more of a venting session and let you guys get it off. But, listen, the hot seat needs to be there for Allen Williams and Luke Getze, and I'm not going to back up off that. Until they start improving, it's a problem, and you have to find a way to use DJ more and more. That is, use DJ. Like, come on, man. Come on. The two, I guarantee you see DJ Moore targeted more than two times within the first three drives for by the Chicago Bears than what we saw all. I guarantee it. I guarantee it. And if not, if I'm wrong on that, it's gonna, I'm going to be so frustrated, man. But keep sending in those voicemails, guys. Kind of a, just a midweek catch-in. Wanted to give you guys an opportunity to vent things like that. Let me know your guys' thoughts down below. Make sure you're following the show at Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. Chicago Bear Central gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag that goes down usually on Fridays and Saturdays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related, thanks to you guys. And like we liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.